All right, and we are recording. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to History Unsung, the podcast in which we talk about unsung heroes. Uh, myself, I am Frederick Murphy, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Tammy Gibson. Say what's up, Tammy. Hey, everyone. How you doing? What's up, my brother? Man, nothing much, man. You know, trying to figure out how this whole weather thing is, is behaving down here, uh, down south. You know, we was at well, we were at 70 something yesterday. It got a little cold over the weekend, and then it's supposed to be hot again tomorrow, and then cold, you know. So, uh, global warming is a very real thing. Yes, it is. It's very real. <laughs> Regardless of what this administration says, you know. Exactly. That's what I was about to say, too. You remember when Al Gore did that huge global warming campaign back in the day? Yeah. A lot of people yeah. thought he was damn crazy. Yeah. And then it turns out that he was right. But then you could kind of use common sense and be like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Like, I tried to tell y'all. Right. And, you know, they cut down trees and all that stuff. But um, so, yeah. So we are here to talk about our experience uh, a couple of weeks ago in Charleston, yeah, yeah. Uh, where we stayed at the Magnolia uh, Plantation and Gardens, which was a former slave plantation with Brother Joseph McGill. And I think, um, well, I know we covered in the very first episode, our introductory episode, when I was talking about how you stayed in multiple uh, former slave dwellings. Yes. And I think what you're over 20 something, right? Over 20. Um, I think maybe 15 or 16. 15 or 16, yeah. So um, then this was my second go at it. So right. I, I slept with the co-host. Yes. I, I, I slept with the co-host, and it was very <laughs> uncomfortable, as it should be. <laughs> right, exactly. So we can get this experience. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but no, you know, we're poking fun. But we actually did sleep together. We slept together at a um, in a slave dwelling in Magnolia Plantation and Gardens. You've been there a couple of times uh, yes. at the site, so do you want to kind of give some uh, insight on uh, the site in itself, Magnolia Plantation and Gardens? Right, so of course, um, the uh, Magnolia Plantation and Gardens is in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, there are five original slave quarters, um, but, um, sort of like in front of the, of the big house. Um, one of the cabins that I stayed in was the Leach family. Uh, I think I slept in there three times, and uh, the Leach family has been there for decades. Um, the last they moved out in, 19, in the 1960s, then another family moved in uh, and stayed there to the 1990s. Um, but it would be a good idea to have Joe McGill to come in, and uh, we can talk to him because he's very knowledgeable about the history um, of each of the the, the slave quarters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the 1990s. Yeah. I mean, just think about the architecture, the archa, the the the, the archi, what, what's the word? Architectural structure, whatever. We'll go yeah. with that. Yeah. And um, for one, just the materials that were used, right, from the nails down to the wood, and you know, yeah. pre-treating and everything like that, or treating it or what have you, and just how resilient it had to be within itself to go from 1850 to 2019. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I wonder think who were the last people that were in there in the 1990s just to, you know, ask them, you know, what made them want to live there and how it felt like for them to actually live in the, you know, in the slave quarters to the 1990s. That's just, I mean, that baffles me today. Do you think it's mental oppression? Do you feel like it's, I mean, like, because we're talking a long time after yeah. the emancipation of slavery. Right. And what, what, what do you think would possess someone to want to continue living on a slave 
in the slave well, I, I would probably think they didn't have any other resources. Yeah. You know, they had no other place to go, you know, because after emancipation, a lot of, you know, uh, free slaves, some of them left. And some mm-hmm. of them felt like they didn't have no other place to go or to live. And they decided to, you know, just to stay there. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if no one has been, the Magnolia, Magnolia Plantation uh, and, and Gardens, it's gorgeous. I mean, yeah, there are bridges, there are swamps all along uh, yeah. in the property. I mean, mm-hmm. these um, uh, live oak trees. I mean, it, it's, it's really beautiful. It's really picturesque. You can do a thousand different photo shoots out there. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just that peaceful and that serene. And um, there were once rice. It was it was a rice plantation. Right. Um, and from what I was told, uh, out of the six um, largest, the, the six wealthiest slave owners in the South, a majority of those six uh, were rice uh, imported rice. Exactly. Uh, you know, from the Americas uh, across this country and, and elsewhere, based on the back of mm-hmm. slave labor. So there's alligators on the the property as well. Yep. Tammy went off to the cemetery, which was a uh, uh, had enslaved individuals as well as individuals after the emancipation of slavery that's mm-hmm. buried on the site. And the crazy thing is, a lot of those names are um, Bennett and Davis, uh, which are um, prominent names in in the Low Country area as far as slave mm-hmm. owners. Uh, or enslavers rather. So Tammy walks back there and she goes and I'm like, and my camera guys, cause I was back there filming um, for my new documentary. And I started walking back there and I saw a sign say alligators. And I turned back around, I'm, like, no, dog, I'm good. I'm not going, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but y'all made y'all way back there, and it was it was pretty safe. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about the experience, like I yeah, mean, yeah, because I mean, just going there, you know, and I've been there three times, and people always ask me, you know, why do you go to these plantations? Why do you sleep there? And my reasons is just to, you know, to honor our ancestors, you know, because sure. the fact that we are privileged, you know, we have a choice mm-hmm. to sleep in these slave quarters and cho- cho- uh, choice not to sleep in them. And this just not saying that me sleeping in there, I'm getting the experience of, you know, them. I mean, there's no way that I can even uh, attempt to have, yeah. you know, understand what they went through. But, um, you know, just laying in those, laying on the wooden floor and, you know, it's completely dark. And I just think about, you know, the nights that, you know, there was either a rape or a lynching or uh, being lashed. Um, those are the things that go through my mind, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm laying there and this overnight was, it was terrible. Yeah. You know, this was the most terrible experience, you know, <laughs> and I just keep thinking, you know, that, oh my God, they lived a lifetime like this, you know? So, I mean, just, you know, just honoring the ancestors and let them know that's why I'm here, you know, to lay here and go back and, and tell my stories because um, a lot of people want to, a lot of plantations don't want to tell the true story about, you know, slavery. I've been to plantations where they say slaves are treated well. Yeah. You know, one of them at uh, uh, George Washington, Mount Vernon. Yeah. You know, they telling me that slaves are treated well. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean by that? And they say either, you know, they kept the families together, they weren't lashed, or they let them go to neighboring plantations to visit family members. Right. So in their mind, that's what they think, you know, they treated them well but they yeah. were still enslaved, yeah. you know? So it's just a lot of, you know, miseducation, a lot of whitewashing, mm-hmm. untruths. And that's why I go there because, you know, it's just, 
they just don't want to tell the real story. You know, it's, I'm tired of making people feel comfortable. You yeah. know, I'm just I'm just tired of it. Yeah. I never tell the true story when I go back home and I go to these schools and talk to the children about the importance of learning. You know, they say, well, you know, a black history didn't start at slavery. Of course it didn't. It started, sure. you know, the muggling and Kemet, you know, but that's my concentration on the history of slavery. And I just found out in Winston-Salem, uh, they voted down against a black history curriculum. Yeah, they did. So that's just it's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's an, it's 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 the continuance of a genocide of yeah. uh, individuals trying to uh, gain insight on a culture that has been ripped away, right? right. And North Carolina is good for that. Tennessee is good for that. South Carolina is good for that. So many different these different states are good at doing that mm-hmm. at the uh, continuously oppressing um, individuals that are trying to learn. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So let me ask you, what made this a bad experience for you this time around? You know what? I thought because it was in October. Yeah, yeah. From Midwest, I'm thinking it's going to cool down a little bit. I didn't know that it was going to be as extremely hot like it was. I mean, it was extremely hot. It was blazing, y'all. It was blazing hot. And I had mosquito bites all over me. You know, it was just... You know, of course, I wasn't expecting that, you know, have a good night's sleep. I already knew automatically when I go to these, when I spend a night that I'm not going to sleep well. But this was just, you know, beyond, you know, it was just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, uh, <laughs> and, and you will get deeper into it, but I was more nervous of the creatures. Like, Were you? Oh, absolutely. So well, you was at the front, right by the door. You damn right. And that's what that's what made me nervous because I was like, you know what? If an alligator decides to start creeping up, it's gonna be on me because I'm right there by the door. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or a snake or something like that. And just to kind of give you all the layout of the land, so right. where the slave dwellings are, are it's often a cut to a certain extent, and there's a, a swamp that's not too far behind it. So alligators and all kind of other animals have easy access to to us, and because the doors are left wide open and the windows are too, because you got to have some type of ventilation. There's no air 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 conditioner or anything like that. Nope. We had a bird that was living with us for the night. (laughs) Bird flew in and he got stuck behind a what was that like a. What, what did what did the bird get stuck behind? It was like it was a, like a cabinet with okay. some um, archaeological stuff uh, findings that were found and yeah. it somehow got stuck down there. Yeah, so we had a bird in there. There were lizards all inside there. We were sleeping next to somebody else was in the very next room, and the cockroaches were so big and they kept eating her ass up. And mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it, it it was a good experience for me and. It, when I come onto these places, I I, I kind of feel a little cocky. I try to feel a little cocky when I come onto these places because I like going to the places to where my ancestors couldn't or where our ancestors couldn't. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like we owe it not only to those, but also to future, future generations mm-hmm. to make them feel like it's okay for us to go to these spaces and occupy these spaces that were once occupied by them Mm-hmm. Uh, under completely different circumstances, you know what I'm saying? So um, I love going for the fact that, for the simple fact that I can, mm-hmm. and you know they could, but it was under certain different circumstances. So you know that's 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 my driving motivation motivation for. It. And you hear brothers and sisters 
all the time. And even white folks may say, you know, why would you even want to go back there? It has such an, a negative air about it. But to me, it's good. I love it. And it's just like, okay, y'all paved the, paved the way for me, you, and everyone else to be able to do this. So guess what? I'm going to do it. Right. And I'm going to hang out for a while. Right. And so mine would be just to come back. Well, I've been to Magnolia a couple of times. So my reason is to come back to the ancestors, you know, to let them, I'm back, you know, I'm back here to just uh, touch the, the, the slave quarters, to go inside and see all the cracks of the insulated walls and, you know, just sit in there and just, you know, just, you know, do a little bit of meditation and just, you know, prayer to let them know that I'm here and I'm here to tell the story. Your names, I don't know your names, but you're, you're definitely not forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other day, I'm a, a therapist by trade. Tammy, you know this. I'm a licensed professional counselor by trade. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about claustrophobia, um, you know, we talk about being put in enclosed places that are, you know, tight, like elevators, mm-hmm. um, you know, small rooms, small spaces, okay. or being surrounded by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking some of those folks that were on that plantation and on multiple plantations may not have ever stepped foot off that plantation their whole lives. Yeah. I mean, can you just imagine? Have you ever seen the movie The Village? No. So it's a it's a movie where it's dated and it's in present time. However, there's a, a, a wall that's be, that's built around this community. And the people were stuck back in like the 19, probably 20s, 30s, maybe before 1800s, maybe. Um, and on the outside, they the, the people that were there stated that uh, the, 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 the leaders said that if you go outside of this perimeter, then you'll be eaten up by this monster. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the people were stuck into time. So they never got a chance to see what was going on on the outside. Um, their cars, you know, it's just regular life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, was, I sat there and I was thinking, like, some of those people never stepped foot off of that plantation, ever, their whole lives. No. And what type of sense, what sense of claustrophobia did that cause for them? Or was that just the norm, right? Like... I mean, that's that's something that you and I will never experience or know, but it's sad to think that some people have never in stepped foot off of those plantations. And what right. can that do for a person mentally? Right, out of fear. And then you had I can't remember the guy the guy's name, but uh, he coined the term drapetomania, mm-hmm. to where that was like one of the initial mental health diagnoses uh, for Black folks. Uh, that if you were an enslaved person and you ran, you were me- mentally, something was going on with you mentally, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I'm about to tell you um, the person who came up with that term, who coined that term. And right? what's the name of the movie you said? Um, the Village. Okay. Yeah, so y'all check that out. It's, it's got uh, some historical context to it with regards to the time period that they're wearing and everything, but it's a really, really cool concept. So, um, the person's name was Samuel A. Cartwright, and um, Drapetomania, which is D-R-A-P-E-T-O-M-A-N-I-A, uh, it was created by him, right? Um, so pretty much he stated that if an individual tried to run, 
then they were crazy. Like, what what would make you want to run from this? Uh, pretty much is what he said. And uh, he was out of uh, Louisiana. Um, mm -hmm. uh, he was part of the uh, medical association down there uh, in Louisiana. So, so much stuff was put inside these individuals' brains yeah. that that would make them want to stay. If they weren't strong enough mentally to stay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm -hmm. um, so we had a fireside chat, and with the slave dwelling uh, slave dwelling project, that's part of the giddy up, right? Like we have this this, this fireside chat, and this one was very interesting. Yes, it was. I thought it was really good. Um, I don't know your thoughts on it, but do you care to uh, you know to talk about your experience with that? This was, and I've been to three of the fireside chats. You've obviously been to more, but out of the three that I've been to, this one was probably one of the most powerful ones. Yeah, it was, um, and that's what I look forward to you know, besides sleeping in the slave quarters is to um, meet new people and just have that, you know, open conversation where we're just, you know, expressing how we feel. We talked about um, historical trauma. We talked about uh, gentrification. You know, each one of us, you know, from different states talked about the issues that was going on in our hometown. Yeah. You know, I talked about, you know, Bronzeville, which is like a black Wall Street and how you see it's changing. Mm -hmm. you know, and how they're pushing African-Americans out. And you see these uh, these these homes are being, you know, sold for a couple hundred thousand dollars. And you see signs on the corner of each uh, each corner of Bronzeville, these luxurious apartment buildings at like one hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. So we talked about that. And one of the things I really touched my heart was the young lady. Yeah. Uh, about her father. Yeah, that was it. Was this was deep, y'all? Yeah, and it was like when she started talking, it was like, and I'm I'm an observer. Yeah. And when she started talking about her father being a racist. Yeah. But real quick though, could you kind of tell even before then by following, looking at her body language and how she was silent at one point, could you kind of tell something was kind of brewing up in her? Um, I did. I, I did too. I noticed that. I was looking at. It, I'm like, because you know, I, you survey the land, right? I mean, she was a. She, to me, it looked like she was afraid to say to yeah, say, yeah. You know, to say anything. Yep, yep. Yeah. So basically, you know, her talking about, you know, her father being a racist, and I believe he's on his deathbed, and, um, and being a, he was a Klan member too. Remember, she said he was. She he was he was proud to show his card. Yeah. Yeah, he was a clan member, and when she you know broke down and cried, you know it was like you didn't hear anything for a couple yeah. of seconds, and then my heart just just felt for her because I think she was homeless. She left home, um, so that was a very touching part for me was her having the courage. Yep. Um, to to say that, and then also I hope that she will use her story because I'm sure she's not the only one. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. has a situation and maybe she can be, you know, uh, a speaker to talk about her past that will, you know, have other women, uh, men and women to go out there and um, say, you know what, I can relate to you. I can relate to this story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was looking at that young lady and I could just tell that something was, was brewing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was really a, a mark of resilience. And, you know, even though this history unsung, uh, podcast and, and YouTube mix um, that we're bringing you all is going to be focused on the African American experience. Mm -hmm. uh, we love allies. We love yeah. people that 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 understand or that are willing to understand mm -hmm. what that experience was like for our ancestors and the people that are out here today mm -hmm. uh, through all the different type of movements and experiences that we've had. 
And for her to come out and to say that my um, father is a Klan member, mm-hmm. and I had to leave. Mm-hmm. And so did the mom and everyone else. Um, you know, it, it, it really touched a lot of people. And that was the humanistic side of having yeah. a side chat is that, and we have to keep having more conversations like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, we definitely I, need to have that, that open that open conversation because for top, far too long, you know, our history has someone been in the back burner. You know, they don't want to forget about um, 9-11. Yeah. They damn sure don't want to forget about the Holocaust and they make that known. Yeah. So it's very important for us to, you know, we can't we can't we can't afford to uh, not, you know, talk about African-American history. We just. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we know it starts in the home, but it would also be good to have some resources and some intentionality on the places in which children children and future generations are going to be educated, right? As so look at, look, look at what's system. happening in Winston. Yeah, you yeah, know? a prime example of... They of voted resistance. it down. Yeah, prime example of resistance. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that if you do have kids in the school system that you don't depend on the school system and you have to go out there and seek other things for yourself uh, Mm -hmm. in order to enlighten and educate these individuals. So, um, you know, that was just a very, very strong piece of it. Um, I tell you, I, um, I may have slept two hours. If that, I don't even, (laughs) I didn't sleep. I was delirious. Um, yeah, I was, it was four of us. In the quarters, and we had some, you know, some music going on, some snoring yeah. and stuff like that. And I heard you, Fred, you yelled and said something, and I started cracking up laughing, you know. So I kept looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, it's not, uh, you have to be in a qu- the quarters till three o'clock or at least sunrise, right? And then you're done. So I kept looking. I'm looking, it's one o'clock. <laughs> Look again, it's 105. I'm like, damn. Hurry up, you know. Right, so I right. didn't sleep at all. I did. Well, I tell you what, really, when I kept hearing all the coyotes, okay, I didn't hear that. Yeah, when I kept hearing, the, when I heard the coyotes yelping, and it kept sounding like they were getting closer and closer, then I was concerned. I'm like, all right, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but but I tell you this though, I I felt when my alarm went off at seven, I think it went off at like six forty. Um, I, I felt kind of guilty because I know that our ancestors would have never been afforded that opportunity to sleep in or even have our phones to entertain us to have music and stuff like that. You know what Man, I'm saying? I did so, that all night. Right. So so while I'm up there complaining a little bit mentally in my head, I wasn't saying it out loud. I'm like, damn, I'm like, why are you complaining? Like yeah. at, at 4.30 in the morning, they would have had to be, been up already yeah. eating something, prepping themselves to step out in the backyard yeah. and tend into this rice yeah. and, and and fighting off alligators, snakes, mosquitoes, uh, mosquitoes yeah. all these other different varmints and everything that have been out there that mm-hmm. we may not, that may have been extinct by now that we may not have ever known because that was back in the day. Yeah. And so when I got up, you know, I had to, you know, I know that you do your ritual to where you kind of step outside and you, you know, you're at peace with yourself and you mm-hmm. pay homage. I know, I know how you do your thing, and I had to do my do do that for myself as well because, and I had to say I'm, I apologize because yeah. uh, I felt like I was taking advantage of the the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? so what are your thoughts on that? Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever does that stuff ever come to your mind? You know, while we're while you're doing these things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I I try not to complain. 
you know, because me complaining is not compared to what, you know, our ancestors have went through. Right. So, I mean, that's why I just, you know, just just deal with it and, and, and thank, you know, my ancestors for providing me the freedoms that I have today because it wasn't for them, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something to think about. Do you have any more um, stays, any more stays coming up soon? Uh, at um, not this year. Okay. Um, so I'm waiting for, because I always try to go to different plantations. I've been at Magnolia a couple of times. So I always try to want to go to different uh, different plantations. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do I sleep in the quarters, but I sleep, um, I always ask, you know, the person that works there, where did the enslaved sleep at? So right. I've been in the kitchen, I've been in the attic and at the foot of the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always try to find places, you know, to sleep where the ancestors, you know, were kept. Yeah. What, um, have you ever felt like there was any paranormal activity? in any of the places that you stayed? Let me say that again. Have you ever felt that there was any paranormal activity in any of the places that you stayed? Have you ever felt any spirits or anything come over you? No. No? I never felt that, no. I, I, I guess it's because you're protected. You got a good spirit then, right? Yeah. That's what I chalk it up to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you hear some individuals say that they see this or they've seen that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, I, I think that when you come back to pay homage and to show love and to show respect that, you know, your experience is completely different than uh, possibly some of the other individuals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and then that's when, you know, you and I, you know, we post where we've been to and especially with, you know, going to the plantations and then, you know, have people that want to do it, but I'm like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Yeah. This is a disclaimer, you know, you can't, you can't be coming there bringing no big blow up mattress or anything like that. You got to, you know, you got to be part of the experience. Yeah, you, know? you got to make it look bad. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, so I have people that want to come and do it. I'm like, you know, you're more than welcome to be my guest, but you know, yeah. I'm just gonna have to. We're gonna have to have a talk. We're gonna have to have a talk. And you know, James, who mm-hmm. was one of the videographers there with me, mm-hmm. well, you saw him. He got emotional before, yeah. and uh, you know, a couple of tears dropped. And I, he, he, he was, he was somewhat kind of stuck. At the mm-hmm. steps of the, um, on the steps of the, uh, well, right out, right below the steps of the uh, dwelling that we slept in, mm-hmm. and it, I could tell it just hit him, you know, because that was his first time, that that was his first time ever experiencing anything like that, mm-hmm. and he, like he said, he said, I don't have the words, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know, this is, this is new to me, this is scary to a certain extent, it's mm-hmm. sad. It, it, and it was a great experience for him and Andrew with Nova Initia production. So shout That's out to them. That's good to hear. That's good yeah, to hear. because those are some young brothers. You know, those are some brothers. Well, James is our James is my age and in your age, uh, mm-hmm. but Andrew's in his 20s. So Andrew's a, you know Andrew's a young buck. So just trying to expose them to these different experiences is great. You know what I'm saying? Will they do it again? They will. They're actually looking That's forward right. to it. So in 2020, they're definitely going to do it again. Of course, I'm going to do it again. I'm hoping to free up some more time in my schedule to do it, mm-hmm. of course. And, you know, always a big uh, proponent and um, supporter uh, for the Slave Dwelling Project. So definitely okay. going to do it again. But I think that you have to go there with a mindset of I'm here to honor someone. Right. It's not the challenge of just seeing that I can thug it out and do it right? right like that shouldn't be your badge of honor of staying there your badge of honor of staying there should be you going back from a spiritual standpoint and saying thank you and trying your hardest to experience 
the closest thing to in, uh, being enslaved as possible. Mm-hmm. And even that's far-fetched because that's even difficult to even say because we've never been put in that situation. Right. Uh, but even if this lends itself to that, then I think that that's, that's, that's what's, what's warranted and that's definitely what we should do. Right. And you definitely can't go come in there and complain or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can't go in and complain. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you've been at some places uh, or done some stays where people have left, right? They they vamped out, right? So yeah. tell tell me about tell us about those experiences. Yeah, so we was at um, Holly Springs, Mississippi. Yes, it's that, and, and, and that's the home of Ida B. Wells. That's right. Yes, the home of Ida B. Wells, exactly. So we was there and. Um, Two people from St. Louis come, right? From the dirty south, right? right so right, right. Uh, we was in the kitchen and um we was having somewhat open conversation, you know, and um we was in the kitchen and it was like a mosquito had passed by her and mm-hmm. she flinched and she grabbed her boyfriend's arm, right? Mm-hmm. And me and Joe looked at each other, we was like, I gonna make it. And it was just a mosquito. It was then all of a sudden um, the, a cat walked, you know, went under the, the kitchen table and she jumped out of her seat. And hey. I was like, this is not good. Hey, you know? So, he, I mean, her boyfriend was like, OK, you know, yeah. but she was like terrified. Yeah. So we went into the um, slave. We went into the uh, slave quarters and I was right by the door. Mm-hmm. And then Joe, uh, Joe was in the bed and the two couples, they were like right around the corner in a, uh, another area of the slave quarters. I don't know if they flew out the window. They must have really tiptoed because I'm a light sleeper. Right. And so the next morning, it was like six o'clock in the morning. I get up. Joe's in the kitchen making coffee. So I said, Joe, what? So I went to the, the, the side of the quarters to see if they were there. Right. All their stuff was gone. You know, their blankets and stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe they, you know, going in wash up or, you know, so I said, Joe, where's the couple? He said, they left. I said, they yeah. left? He said, they left like around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, well, how did they get out the corner? Because I was right at the front door. He said, they left. Yeah. So later yeah. on during the day, she sent him a text message saying that it was just too much for her. Yeah. Um, but she enjoyed the experience, you know, that, you know, meeting us. But, you know, yeah. she was saying that she just she just couldn't take it. And they yeah. go back to St. Louis. God, from Mississippi. Yeah. Man. So it's and it's it's really um it's 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 easier said than done though, right? Because exactly. oh, yeah. it's easy to go up and to sleep somewhere to say, yeah, I'm gonna lay my head down here and I'm gonna go sleep. But it has a whole different meaning to it when there is intent behind it to understand what it was like for someone who had to live like that on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, their life. Modern, their lifetime. Yeah, their whole lifetime. They're so modern. you modern amenities that we have, such right. as clothes and things like that, right? So I only imagine, I can only imagine that after working from can't see to can't see, right. for us, that floor felt very uncomfortable. But for yeah. them, just to be able to stop working and for their limbs to have rest, I'm sure that that floor was welcomed. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then with you just saying that, you know, I think about, you know, when I was, you know, laying, you know, on the floor, just thinking of the many footsteps that were going back and forth. 
Because the floor was original. Yeah, original yeah. floors. You know, and I'm thinking, you know, where I'm sleeping at, is this where they fell to their knees and cried or they were here talking about of trying to escape or, right. you know, so those are just some of the things that go through my mind. And I'm going to stop. The next time I sleep in the slave quarters, I'm not going to use my phone. I'm just going to shut it off mm -hmm. and be completely, you know, immersed in you know, it. Yeah, immersed in it. So. Yeah, in, 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 yeah that's, that's a good idea. And you know, because I was under the, you know, just. I saw you like, yeah. <laughs> But you so know, said, you know what, you know, if I'm going to be sleeping in here, I, you know, to not to not do that. So I'm not going to do that next time. And then also, there were children birthed. Yeah. Hundreds of children, I'm sure, mm -hmm. birthed in those um, dwellings as well. It, it's amazing the stuff that you kind of sit back and reflect and think about. Exactly. And finish it right. So right. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, you know that. These floors also probably have stains of blood somewhere in them. Yeah, I mean those walls can tell a lot of stories. Yeah, that we may not, that we'll never know. Yeah, that, that that we may not ever know. But it was such a great experience. I, I you know, we were going to do it in July originally because um, we interviewed Joseph McGill for um, the new documentary, and I just I felt like it was going to be super hot in July, which it would have been. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought that we were catching a break in October, but obviously that wasn't the case either. But it was all no, it wasn't. It's a great experience. But I just encourage individuals as we kind of wrap up here. I encourage individuals to visit www.slavedwellingproject.org and hop on his schedule yes. um, for 2020. I think it's going to be released re uh, released here towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I want to say in November, perhaps on our next. Um, uh, episode and we'll be able to to throw that information out for people, but really delve into the research of um, plantations mm -hmm. as well as the places that these individuals lived, um, the enslaved individuals where they lived at and where they had to do everything right, uh, and, and and they weren't able to leave those quarters, they weren't able to leave those those spaces because of the simple fact that they were considered property. Right. It's like you having a whole bunch of cows, right? Yeah. And you wouldn't let your cows roam down the street. That's how they were viewed back right. then, unfortunately. Um, so I just encourage everyone to 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 attempt to try it and go there with good intent. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you would like to be our guest, you know, just oh, yeah. reach out to us, you know, and um, we can talk to you about our experience and, you know, we would love to have more people mm -hmm. come and visit these slave quarters because those slave quarters, I mean, those stories matter. Yeah, those stories absolutely matter. And another thing that I want to ask you about your opinion and listeners out there, I want you to think about this, too. The There was a wedding that was going on the same night that we yeah. had the um, sleepover at the slave yeah. dwelling, which brought up conversations. Right. So. Mm -hmm. I don't remember you saying anything about it. You probably did. I was probably looking out for uh, owls and everything else that was flying over our heads that night. But um, they were out there partying until like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was um, troubling to me. It was yeah. very troubling to me. And, and, you know, while we was around the campfire, you saw these big coach buses. Yeah. You know, leaving, exiting out. And I was just like, you know, I wonder why. Why would you... I mean, it's just a question. Why would you have a wedding at a plantation? Yeah. 
and would love to meet, talk to somebody to come yeah. on our show and talk about their experience. You know, no heat, no judgment. Yeah, yeah. But just to wonder why you would want to have, you know, a wedding at a at a plantation. Yeah. And if anyone is listening and, and wants to answer that, we can be reached. Our email is historyunsung1619 mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And again, that is historyunsung1619 at gmail.com. Or if you just have some thoughts about it, we would love to um, to know about it. Yeah. Because um, we can't necessarily, we can't negate the history of other people's, right? So we understand that uh, white folks got history, we got history, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. I understand that that may be the only thing that they can hold on to is having a wedding on a former slave plantation, right? Yeah. But I, I just have to question, like, I just have to ask, do you think about the the comprehensive understanding of what this plantation meant and the grounds in which you're having this on and the building that you are changing into your wedding dress, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it was built by free labor, you know, right. things like that. So it was it all of it made for a very interesting night and a, a very interesting day because uh, we started at like four o'clock that afternoon uh, yeah, yeah. and we're together up until the next day. So absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it was quite the experience, right? Yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. And like I said, um, I'm looking forward to the 2020, you yeah. know, to you know, honor the ancestors going to, you know, different plantations and sleeping Absolutely. in tell their learn about their stories too. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So um the next time we get together, family, we're going to be um looking at some unsung civil rights um heroes. Um uh, not quite sure where yet. Um but Tammy and I are working uh, diligently on providing you all information about people who you may not know. And that's that's the purpose of this podcast is to talk about the things that aren't necessarily in mainstream with the hopes of making a mainstream. So individuals can can learn about people who aren't in their history books. Uh, so they can keep them in their mental Rolodex that, hey, yeah, I remember listening to this podcast and they talked about this cat that's down here in. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, or Meridian, Mississippi, or wherever, right? Um, or Chicago, you know, or anywhere. So we'll definitely, uh, we definitely look forward to bringing that type of program and that type of education to you all. So uh, Tammy, did you have any parting shots that you want to, that you want to throw out there? Um, just to say that, you know, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, History Unsung, and we're going to have um, some amazing guests and some yes. really good dialogue. And our history is more than 28 days. Yes, it um, is. So we need to understand that. And I'm sure right now there's an African-American that's making history as we speak. Absolutely. Um, so um, our next podcast, we will be talking about the movie Harriet. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Harriet. So I'm looking out. forward to that. So remember, it comes out on Friday. So let's yes. make sure we make this movie number one at the box office. Um, make sure when you purchase your ticket, make sure the ticket says Harriet. Yes. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I got my Harriet shirt, uh, Harriet Tubman shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing my niece with me. She don't know this, but she's going to do a paper on the movie. I know that's right. Um, so I'm just looking uh, looking forward and excited to seeing that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I am as well. And um, it's, it's, it's going to be a great event. Um, yeah. I'm going to be there and I'm actually going to buy popcorn. And I don't usually buy popcorn, but I'm going to buy popcorn this time. <laughs> I'm not going to sneak it in this time. <laughs> Uh, so that's what's up. Well, we thank you all for joining us on today. Uh, again, this is History Unsung. Tammy, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on um, on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm um, going to start trying to get back on Instagram again. Yeah. 
but it's um, Sankofa Travel Her, uh, S-A-N-K-O-F-A-T-R-A-V-E-L-H-E-R. And um, that's my website too. So you can always follow me there. Yes, and I am at History Before Us on all the same sites, and that's at History Before Us. And uh, website, excuse me, website is historybeforeus.com. And also the movie The American South, as we know it, can be found at americansouthfilm.com. So listen, we appreciate you all for vibing with us today. Tammy, if all minds and hearts are clear, we're going to say peace out. Stay woke. All right, peace.